Thank you for tuning in to Small Talk with Raincraft. If you've been with us before, thanks for coming back. And if you're new here, we promise you some fun and insights. So why Small Talk? Well, both of us love podcasts. But who are we? I'm Subha. I'm a coach and a content creator. And I'm Hasita. I'm a marketing consultant and copywriter. I also try to do too many things in too little time and figure it out as I go along. Small Talk was created to do multiple things. Be relevant to today's workforce of which we are all a part. Be mindful of how it offers advice and to remind ourselves that together we grow. And we hope to do all of this in 20 minutes or less most of the time. We genuinely believe that anything of value can be shared concisely. And that's what we're here to do while also making the experience meaningful for you and for ourselves. Let's dive into the episode then. Before we jump in a few things there will be a few screaming children and squawking birds in the background because that's just us right now. So please try to filter through that and give us a listen anyway we'd be very grateful. So when we picked conflict as a topic why did we do that right because i think a lot of us are on edge right now and a lot of us are slightly irritated maybe a little angry i would say and it just made us think typically in a professional context it's not considered a nice thing to do to be angry right generally we expect very polite conversation and then we see them in the morning we say bye in the evening and we are done but when we are working all day and all night how does a boundary even look anymore and therefore maybe that's the reason that's precisely the reason why we're all so angry with each other all the time and curiously ever since we started talking about conflict on the blogs on social media we've been dealing with our own share of conflict quite a bit i would say so why do you want to get it off of totally <laughs> and it's it's interesting that both of us when we were uh, thinking about hey what do we want to talk about um, june what do we want to talk about? and both of us just said conflict at the same time right because we were really struggling with boundaries uh, that were getting pushed just way too often um and in, i think the first time i really realized that i need to get better at boundaries was when i started the whole corporate to kind of freelance consultant your own gig setup because you you start working with multiple clients and then everyone thinks that uh, you're pretty much on hire for the day so they can just pop into your life whenever it's convenient to them and you will be fully available at 100% battery charged and you know gearing and ready to write or whatever it is to to provide the service for them and you have to learn to say that hey my my engagement with you is limited to this and we need to really be clear on what that boundary is otherwise we're just trampling over each other and not adding value and just creating friction but that's the thing right i mean how many of us really realize that we are trampling on other another person's boundaries i don't think we do and that applies to us as well in the sense that god knows how many uh, people's nerves we have gotten on no in the last yeah. month or so yeah. so it it's just such a big blind spot overall and then to have that conversation so i 
personally i try to avoid conflict as much possible really because i feel like it gets in the way of efficiency mm. or because it mm. you know kind of once i have a bad conversation then that day is gone for a toss for me like i really overthink it and therefore i try to avoid it so much but uh, yeah i mean how do you even identify that there's a problem firstly and secondly how do you stop it from getting so big that you know you have to have an out and out fight no so true i think that's what both of us have in common we both are trying to avoid conflict as much as we can and maybe that's why when it does occur that trigger point comes i don't know maybe a little faster or we are not really willing to compromise i don't know but there is definitely a thread <laughs> that runs common for the two of us for different reasons right like uh, i know that uh, anything that impinges on my productivity or that or that process or that flow that i've set in my mind triggers me so if there is somebody who is trying to pass on uh, their inefficiency to me then it it really really triggers me and i have to show a lot of restraint uh, and then that i have to show a lot of that amazing e word empathy right and and show it but also keep thinking that hey why doesn't the other person have to show empathy why can't they yeah why should i be the one to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah why can't they take a second to think about uh, when are they reaching out to me what are they asking for what is their expectation you know um and i think let's just dive into a few of our favorite yeah. sad stories actually actually that's my favorite part of this actually <laughs> so i've been doing a lot of thinking about negative experiences to prepare for this to be fair um and i was just thinking about this um, certain experience with a client early this year you were all consulting on that project it was a last minute thing that had come up and you know they wanted someone to write their landing pages and things like that mm-hmm. and i was so excited to do that and i was very happy to have gotten that opportunity at all but literally the first conversation i think the sentence they used was uh, we don't expect you to understand what we do but just do this anyway right and i'm thinking yeah if i not understanding what you do then it's your problem right not mine <laughs> so how do you expect me to write 10 pages of content without really getting an understanding of what you do so yeah. i think these are all i i think to me they feel like one step forward three steps back like you've hired someone but you don't mm-hmm. want to share something with them that is important mm-hmm. for them to do the job likewise mm-hmm. you know sometimes you just assume that okay like you said earlier you know now that i have this person on the job i can just call them at all times of day and night mm-hmm. and not just i'll call but i expect them to pick up like that's my mm-hmm. pain point you call mm-hmm. if you want to i will pick up if i want to <laughs> very true i think it's interesting there are multiple kinds of boundaries or other assumptions people make one like you said is about the timing right when when someone reaches out to you the i mean we just got off a call right on time zones and the person was quite obviously expecting that we will realign to another time zone in a way yeah and we had to be very clear that there are ways of working which can ensure that your work gets done and uh, i am still living in my 
that time zone in my life yeah right? to mention um, the number of times we diplomatically negotiated <laughs> yeah yeah so one is the whole time thing that okay when i call i i've seen a lot of clients i can kind of hear their irritation when when we say uh, we were on another call or can i call you back i'm on another call almost as though oh you know what's this other life that you have yeah oh right. who's this other client that you have it's it's you can kind of hear it in their voice and mm-hmm. i don't like to remind them that hey finally you know we are the equivalent of or we are the gig economy right so we are finally all freelancers and we are working across multiple clients that's just that's just how it works that's mm-hmm. the new the, that's the new rules of the game so understand that nobody is there if, if you want me full time please hire me or someone like me full time right yeah. and and say goodbye to the to the agency or the freelancer that you're working with but set them free and then get what you want but don't expect that from a freelancer freelancer yeah yeah so i think one is the whole time aspect which which is something that all of us need to get better at i think the other boundary is in terms of how you reach someone how you connect with someone and uh, i think you know where i'm heading right so <laughs> <laughs> yes i do please <laughs> go on <laughs> yeah. no i mean i can't i i still can't for the life of me figure out why someone thinks differently on this point that if i have exchanged four or five emails with someone then isn't it the very like the most common sensible thing to expect that i would respond to them over email and hence if there is something that they're expecting from me they should check their email and <laughs> i will not be sending a carrier pigeon or sending them a whatsapp message but the the whole it seems like oh if i have access to you over email i have access to you over any channel that i choose yeah like um, the only thing left is to come knocking at the door like yes, that's yes. all yeah yeah and i know the specific instance that you're referring to um yeah but i was also thinking like what was going on in this person's mind because you would later mention that things actually worked out uh, with correct, this correct. person right so why okay one thing i can see is probably panic because i think they were in a hurry to get something yeah, done yeah. and they just wanted to kind of reach out perhaps and find like whatever means and methods they could reach out and that complement but also maybe the fact that they thought they were doing you a service actually by yeah. reminding you that they exist you know what i mean like yeah, get it email in case you forgot yeah email yeah. is supposed to be a batch process so i'm like your real time reminding you that i need something or we need to connect or whatever it may be yeah no i get it i just you know in the context of boundaries i see it as something i need to give them permission to do Absolutely. for example i need to give you my email id right so that's a permission yeah when yeah. i give you that email id of mine i've given you permission to connect. so if i give it to you and then say oh why did you email me then then that's wrong too Yeah yeah but at the same time like you said if i have not given you my number then how did you find it and why are you hounding me on that number mm-hmm. makes sense but overall i think i'm glad that did work out and that things got smoothed over over there uh, yeah no it did and uh, interestingly it, i think the person yeah it was coming from a uh, uh, state of panic and urgency 
Yeah. And also that it's become that way that uh, isn't this the most natural form of communication? How, why would you not want me to send you a WhatsApp message? Right? Yeah. So that, and it's become a tool where it, it's almost impossible to blur the line between, uh, or rather the line between personal and professional is so blurred. Like for, for email, many of us have a personal email ID for maybe friends and family and, and yeah. just correspondence that's not related to work, you know, school emails, this, that, whatever. And we have a professional email ID and you may choose to check your personal one in a batch process a couple of times a day and the other one you're pretty much online. Yeah. But in WhatsApp and uh, you're not able to do that. So for those of us who think in those compartments, it becomes very <laughs> difficult. Yeah, I know. I, if only the world were a straight line, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. This reminds me of that game of kindness that uh, I think Aruna also brings up uh, during transaction analysis. Uh, and I think it's part of that book as well, wherein overall it's like the other person is so, uh, they don't understand why their kindness is being reciprocated this way. Like literally I have found you, I have hounded you, I have, you know, done everything on my part. To get your attention, but why won't you give that to me? Kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. so and that's that's what makes it worse, right? Especially when you don't want to engage with someone on that level, because there are yeah. different levels of coaching agreements for sure. Yeah. And I'm sure ninety percent of them don't involve people calling you at all times of the day and night. Correct, correct. So that uh, yeah, blurred lines and generally also we it's a cultural thing, no. We don't really think twice before turning up at a neighbor's house, or at least we didn't until twenty twenty. Mm. Correct, correct. Uh-huh. We didn't. Yeah. yeah, it's a little. It's a little. At least in the concept of yeah, going to someone and knocking on their door was pretty prevalent. So it, yeah. uh, it uh, I guess this is in some way. If I know where you live, I can come there, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I think, like, if you ask me, the ever efficient. <laughs> for a solution to this problem I would say block people <laughs> that's what I would do that's what I have done I would say I know it's not very productive but I think in a way it helped me because the people that I blocked they knew it they knew that I had blocked them at a point and I think that made them a little more sensitive to how they were behaving towards me <laughs> but yeah if you have any healthier means of dealing with this we're happy to hear them yeah. No, but I, I think um, it, it's good that we got triggered a few times uh, because it's made us also think about how to manage it better. Because like you said, somewhere, I don't know, it's kind of like there's some signal that we are also sending out, right? That we are reachable, we're accessible. Yeah. Uh, you can you can kind of call us anytime and we will respond and we will apologize profusely and whatever, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> um, um, I think it's important that we start building the skill set of saying, hey, this is this is not a good time or this is not the right, this is not a preferred mode of communication. And, I, and I'm going to also start getting better at saying that front rather than kind of waiting for some incident for some of the work which I do, which is very B2C. So it's it's a lot of individuals who I don't know yeah. And who are coming for their personal interest, so they're not representing an organization. They don't have that flexibility in terms of, you know, rather they're coming for something, they're coming for coaching or they're coming for their resume. And they also have their full-time job. So this is not part of their job. 
Right? So when yeah. we do, when we connect with people for our content work, it's part of their job. So they fit it into their work day. Yeah. But when I, in this, in these B2C kind of engagements, it's something that they're getting done outside of their work day. So I think I also have to be a little more cognizant of that and say, hey, these are the two, three ways in which you can reach me. And, and also make sure that when you do, they do reach out to me in those mediums, I am prompt and uh, kind of stick to whatever my value system is that I should yeah. uh, respond immediately. But also at the them. same time, when they use medium number four, you're not going to <laughs> respond Correct. as well. Correct. Yeah, makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. But I, I like what you did today when there was this call and, you know, someone who was supposed to show up didn't show up. And this is something that happened last week as well with the same Correct. people. I think it was nice that within five minutes, you called time of death on the meeting and just told them, hey, guess what? Let's do it, you know, some other time. And uh, I think they were very keen to do it later today, if I'm not wrong, right? Uh, but I think I like the way you said, no, it's going to be too late for us and therefore, you know, catch you later type. So that was nice. And this is early in the engagement with them, right? So I felt, okay, we are as it is, you know, working across two time zones. So probably the best way is to start that at every interaction, I make it clear that uh, these are our working hours. And yes, um, we'll kind of try and um, um, adjust here and there. But yeah, it's not going to go it's not going to make us swing crazily. Yeah, yeah. I think words are better because my preferred way of dealing with conflict is sending people things. So that's mm. not usually. <laughs> <laughs> so after two, three days of, you know, basically ignoring each other, then I will either call truce or they will call truce. So this specific uh, person in this instance that I'm talking about, uh, so that, that did cause a little bit of ang- anguish for me specifically because there was this expectation that I will be available at all times of day and night. uh, And that, you know, all they have to do is ask. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I think we didn't speak to each other for two, three days. (laughs) And then I sent them a box of mangoes and uh, they sent me a book. And I guess now we are even. (laughs) That's that's what I should do, right? I should generally... uh, irritate you and then no no please <laughs> and please teach me how to use words as well because i don't think sending mangoes is a very healthy way of dealing with conflict uh, no i think yeah i think the the key thing I, and finally we realize that uh, everyone respects that clarity mm-hmm. so as long as you're being largely reasonable Right. So I don't think we're telling any client that, hey, my window is only 3 to 5 p.m. on Tuesday and Thursday, mm-hmm. right? Which is like a extremely narrow window for anybody to work with. But we're saying that uh, we follow India hours. And if you want to reach me, and, and it can be super critical, but you will find me if you reach me via email or if you reach me by putting a note on Trello or whatever is that tool that we've decided we will uh, work on but if it's not going you're not going to reach me by choosing something outside of this yeah so Um, true and and demonstrating that regularly i think that's where also i need to figure it out because if i've said that hey i won't i I generally i'm not using whatsapp for work especially in these b2c engagements uh, i do end up using it for the b2b clients if i'm going to say that then i have to make sure i don't in my moment of need, jump into it. 
Yeah. Absolutely. And say, hey, this is an easy way. To so let me just kind person. of, yeah. Yeah. I think we yeah. do that with children also, right? We say consistent boundaries rather than good boundaries. The same yeah. rule, if you reinforce multiple times, it kind of registers in, in people's minds. Correct. So I think that honesty, if you know, it's, it's really impossible to set these boundaries if we don't, we are not honest and transparent saying, hey, this is how I like it. This is how I don't. Mm-hmm. And also, um, I think another interesting thing to do would be upfront, invite their boundaries in the sense, ask them. Yeah. I think we don't do that, right? Asita, we should do that a little more often. Like, um, we have a new client or a new engagement. Yeah. And like, we say, hey, how would you like to be yeah, yeah. contacted? And if they happen to say that, uh, you know, I don't know, like contact me over Facebook Messenger or something, we say upfront that I'm not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, this, we agree on a preferred mode of communication. True, true. Just also thinking largely, maybe before we close, um, we like to blame everything on COVID, no, these days. See, I like what you did there. You set a nice boundary saying, hey, it's time to close. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Hungry. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm just thinking like generally, you know, these days we like to blame everything on a pandemic uh-huh. because it's the first scapegoat, I would say, in, a, in that sense. But a lot of these problems are really more fundamental than that. You know, we have been stepping on each other's toes left, right and center, all times of day, traveling for work, opening our laptops, opening our phones at all times. And now it's beginning to have an impact because we are doing all of these things in the same space. Previously, it didn't bother us so much because there was some semblance of, okay, this is work and this home. But now that that's gone... It's, it's having an impact. But that doesn't mean COVID is the problem, right? The problem is much bigger than that. Correct, correct. No, I think you're right. It's, this has just brought it to the surface very prominently because uh, we're not in our workspaces. Yeah. So we're feeling the pinch also more, mm. right? I think if uh, some, many times I've got calls, like let's say one to two is, uh, lunch yeah. uh, actually for me now 12.30 to 1.30 because that's when the school lunch breaks are okay. so that is that is sacrosanct then when somebody calls there it feels like oh you've you've stepped into my room yeah. uninvited uh, but if I were in a I don't know if I were at WeWork or if I were in an office space I would take that call and I would kind of just walk about and Finish the conversation, right? Yeah, yeah. But maybe this is the opportunity to do the same thing at work as well. You know what I mean? Like if, yeah, if 12.30 yeah. to one thirty is lunchtime, then so be it, right? So that people know we are yeah. also human. We have to eat. Correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. Thank you. Well, this was fun, actually. It was so nice to do this. I realize we've been speaking for 26 minutes straight. <laughs> That's nice. I think we'll we'll do this more often. Put out our pet, I don't know, peeves. Converse. Yeah, I was going to say peeves. It's going to be a pet peeve every time. So knowing us, it can be also. Yeah. We're exactly. <laughs> very honest about our pet peeves. Yeah, yeah. So looking forward to more honest conversations. So Hasita, thank you for this. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening till the very end. We hope you had some fun. If you have some thoughts on the episode's content or tips to share with the audience, please send us a voice note at speakpipe.com/raincraft. That's s p e a k p i p e.com/raincraft. And we'll make it a part of a future episode maybe. If you prefer writing in, we are at connect@raincraft.in. See you in a couple of weeks. Thank you.